0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques, land the most desirable talent, launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Girard. Today's show is
1: all about preparation, and hopefully not about Preparation H. Preparation is the first step in an effective interview process, and preparation needs to happen for both parties just showing up with an idea of where you're going to go or where you're <laughs> you going to go is the quickest way to lose an opportunity by failing to prepare you are preparing to fail you know who said that mark peter drucker ooh close benjamin franklin <laughs> <laughs> i'm rick gerard and welcome to the higher power radio show our mission is to share insights from top performing entrepreneurs and industry experts every week We provide proven tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. Today our guest is Mark James, the founder and president of Hire Consulting Services. Mark is also the author of a new book, which we have here, The Keys to the C-Suite. Mark is a certified personnel consultant and has been providing executive career transition coaching and executive search consulting services for over 20 years. You're like me. You've been doing it way too long, huh? That's right. (laughs) He's also a certified partner with Predictive Index. And he coaches executives in career transition on a daily basis, which makes him an expert in today's topic. Mark, thank you for joining us today on the Higher Power Radio Show. Good to be here, Rick. Absolutely. So we're going to discuss um, a few things, the importance of preparation and how it needs to happen, both for the interviewee, the interviewer, the hiring manager, and on the back end of the show, we're going to provide a process on how each party needs to prepare. Sound like fun? Sounds like a winner. All right, we're in. So why, let's start with the why, which is where uh, I always like to follow Simon Sinek. So why is it important to prepare for an interview?
2: Well, if you go in there unprepared, you're going to be obviously not chosen as a final candidate. If you don't know enough about the company, and you... Assume that you think you know everything they do, the products, the services, the latest and greatest, and uh, uh, you're you're just not prepared. I always say that you should be so prepared that you know something about the company that they don't even know about the company. Absolutely. So it's important on
1: both ends, I think, because, number one, it puts you in the right mindset. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It also sets the tone and helps you to eliminate the surprises. At the end of the process, it doesn't put you in a position where you're like, what happened?
2: Right. Right? Right. I mean, you're more confident. You're more enthusiastic when you've done your research. And that's what the Internet is a wonderful thing for. You can do a Google alert on the owner of the company or the leader of the business, and you can find out anything you need. I mean, go on LinkedIn. Look at their profiles. Look at everyone that you're going to be meeting and study their background.
1: Yep. All right, you're giving away the how-to, though, so let's, let's get into that later. But I, I really want to make sure that people understand the importance of why you want to prepare for something first before you go in, especially an interview. An interview is important to the interviewee, but it's also just as important, especially with the current job, uh, the unemployment conditions being so low, that employers give themselves a competitive advantage in making sure that they're attracting the right people as well.
2: Right. And it's competitive out there. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're not prepared and you don't know enough about the company, well, the company is either going to hire somebody else or they're going to promote somebody internally, Yeah. which is very common today because there are a lot of people that want the job that you're interviewing for.
1: Yeah. And on the flip side, there's a lot of people that want that candidate. Absolutely. People don't stick around very long, especially if they're good. Right. So being prepared also equals being per, uh, impressive, and it demonstrates that you're successful. Exactly, and people want to hire success. All right, so uh, you mentioned Google, which is always a really uh, fun thing for me. I before the uh, when I prepare for the show, I Google everything too, and I came up with probably about fifty articles uh, that were how to prepare, steps to prepare yourself for a job interview, right. and some of them were laughable Um, but some of them actually um, had some pretty good insight but let's kind of narrow it down to really what your role as a candidate should be if you're
2: preparing right well first of all you've got a resume you've got a LinkedIn profile you better know it backwards and forwards sure Uh, knowing your I would say your top eight greatest accomplishments in your career, which are usually illustrated as bullets on your resume, you better know the whole storyboard on how to tell that story when asked. So when someone says, tell me about your most significant accomplishment, if you're not prepared to give them uh, an answer, probably in a minute to a minute and a half without rambling, and go through the challenge, the action, and the result of that story. If you're not ready, um, your, your competition will eat you up.
1: Yep, absolutely. So... We had a conversation prior. Where we, we talked about uh, your thoughts behind it, which was the Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, or Columbo. Columbo. Sorry, my we, bad. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're going Not a little.
2: Clouseau. Yeah, I'm going way back. Peter there, Sellers has huh? been gone for a while. So is Peter Falk. By yeah. the way, They're funny names. They're both Peter. I know. Right? Uh, and then we already talked about Peter Drucker, but that's another story. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's it's important. You're like a detective in a murder mystery. Okay, yeah. you need to. Ask compelling questions when you're in an interview. Yeah. A great question would be, here's the short version, what does this person need to do to be successful? Right. Wait for an answer. A long version of that question is, can you please give me five or six critical deliverables at the person that gets this job that he or she would need to do in the next six to 12 months? You need to find out what's wrong. You're almost like a doctor, and the hiring manager is a patient. Sure. Find out where the struggle, the pain, the issues, the obstacles, what's not working, what didn't the previous person do in the role that he or she needed to do, and it would have made you happy. You know. Obviously, these are all great, compelling questions, and you are judged very closely on the questions you ask.
1: Sure, and that's when we're in the interview. But like, just backing up for the preparation piece, right? So, if you're, th- you should write down those questions. Absolutely, and make sure that you're bringing them with you. Right? And bring them with, pr- yeah, preparing. Um, the I, I think the biggest faux pas that most people can make when they come and do an interview is come in, bringing a notebook that they're going to take notes on, but not have pre-written questions.
2: That's right. A, a big mistake. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to remember everything to ask and what the timing is on some of these questions as the conversation naturally progresses through the interview? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I don't want to skip to the chase on what you should ask as the final question, but let's bring that up. Okay. Um, we'll do that at the as end. As it as the as the interview is winding down, I've got a great question.
1: Okay. So sounds good. Um, asking for the interview schedule. Yep. And the format of how the interview is going to run yep. on the candidate side, I think, is crucial. Right. There's uh, no- you want to have a really good idea of who you're going to talk to and who when, I would Facebook and LinkedIn stalk them and get an idea of who these people are. So if you can find some commonality, right, uh, that's, that's always a great thing. Yeah.
2: I mean, having things in common or agreeing with strategy or mission or the position the company's in and what kind of market they're going after, I mean, You know, one of the the preparation mindsets that I coach is be a buyer, not a seller in the beginning, meaning you don't know whether you want to work for the company yet until you get enough information and green light information from the hiring authority. So you're preparing questions in advance, you know what you want to try to discuss when you have that opportunity, Sure, and then have a 50-50 conversation. I believe, you know, the 80-20, either way, can can really sabotage the interview.
1: Well, you know, I I found when you ask a lot of behavioral-related questions, that tends to go pretty deep. But uh, flip the script. Right. It's okay to ask the
2: interviewer the same question. Be a buyer not a seller. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it should be 50/50. I mean, you you know, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you.
2: Hey, it's a tight market. Companies yeah. are going to be lucky to get good quality people. Yes. And, you know, this is a great time for you to interview the company. Yeah? Absolutely. Right? I mean, ask the tough question if you feel up to it, you know? Think to yourself, why would somebody want to work here? I mean that's bold. But,
1: but, I I wouldn't say think to myself I'd ask. Yeah. I mean it's not being bold. It's that's a question in your mind. Ask it.
2: I always say try not to let the hiring authority think you need them more than they need you. I think that's that can hurt you. I'm not saying play hard to get or act like you don't want the job, but you need to ask neutral type questions. I say I say this like you need to pretend you're a human Switzerland. Okay, a neutral, a neutral, you know, like what does he or she need to do to be successful? You're not saying what do I need to do to be successful?
1: Okay, so let's flip this on the hiring manager, because this is um, this is where I think companies drop the ball big time. Right. So what ends up happening is somebody shows up for an interview. The person's fumbling around, looking at the resume, trying to figure out what questions are going to ask. Happens all the time. And I always coach my hiring managers. Guess what? You're going to interview for the white space. I don't even want you looking at the resume. We've already looked at all that in the pre-interview. Like, we've done everything already planned, set up. Don't revert to asking about salary. Don't do all those questions that you should have already had done. Do all the important things when you have that person face-to-face. Right. Right? So uh, you should research the person. Again, you, you should know that that candidate's researching you. So spend a few moments, plan out your time. Ten to fifteen minutes is all you really need to get yourself up to speed with what this person, who this person is, and what you're going to talk about.
2: I mean, Rick, you're exactly right. I mean, there are a lot of hiring managers out there that wing it. Oh yeah, and and they ask questions. Far too many wing it. Yeah, I mean, probably seventy-five percent. They think they can. I would say
1: closer to ninety. (laughs) Ninety. And you know what? Myself included, I was in that for a long time too. Right. You know.
2: But, you know, if they need to be just as prepared to execute or conduct a a quality interview so that they can come away with really good, uh, uh, solid knowledge about who is in front of them that is applying or interested in working for their company. Hey, you know, what's funny is
1: uh, predictive index, I learned from predictive index that essentially an unstructured interview process only produces about a 6% chance of making a good hire. That's exactly right. All right, so you not preparing is is part of not having a structured interview process. Right. So, hey, uh, your competitors will love it if you wing it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, the, the, the bottom line is for, for good candidates to be considered, they need to be vetted out, okay? Yeah. And they want to be vetted out. Okay, if you do softball questions, and and they're giving you and, and they walk away, and think this is the easiest interview I've ever been on. They don't really understand what you're capable of doing. No,
1: and they're not going to be impressed to want to join your organization either. Exactly. So this leads us into the dangers of not prepping for the interview, right? Because yeah. you're 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 creating a scenario where basically, if you've got a really solid performer, they're not going to be interested in joining your company. That's right.
2: Yeah. I mean, A companies deserve A candidates, right? Yeah. A B company be lucky to get an A candidate. They're probably looking at other B's and C's, if you know what I mean by that. But if
1: you're a B company, you can always present like an A and you can elevate the talent.
2: Right. And that's what
1: most companies usually fall into. There's very few A companies out there.
2: Right. The B companies are the ones that are trying to become an A company and they need to hire great people.
1: But they still have a D interview process. That's right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great D is right. Maybe even F.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I'm being I'm being optimistic by giving them a D. Yeah. All right. So, wasted time. I
2: mean, the worst thing you could do is have somebody leave your interview feel like they wasted their time. Right. From the candidate point of view, if he or she's not asked good quality questions, like tell me about a time when you did this, yeah, and it's based on a corporate objective that the hiring manager needs to have this person achieve during the course of a six to twelve month. Uh, a period of employment. Mm-hmm. And if if the question is asked and the preparation is weak and the person isn't prepared with a good story or an example this is the behavioral style questions and then the interviewer the hiring manager doesn't even ask questions that will elicit these kinds of stories well then the the interview goes nowhere. Well you know what so they'll start sometimes asking the question but
1: they won't delve deeper. Like if you open the hood Get into the engine and find out what's going on, right? right. Um, you'll find that, okay, I've had so many hiring managers that have come to me in the past and said, you know, wow, this guy totally surprised us. He was really good. We want to hire him. Right. And then you call the candidate up and he goes, nah, I'm not interested.
2: Have yeah. you had that happen to you before? Absolutely. I, yeah. Why isn't the person interested is because as a person, as a recruiter, our job is to qualify, just like it is with the hiring manager. Well,
1: also, and the hiring manager basically gave him a D performance. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Mark James, the founder and president of Hire Consulting Services and author to the new book, Keys to the C-Suite. And uh, we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Hire Power with Rick Gerard, giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Higher Power with Rick Girard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Girard.
1: Welcome back to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Girard, and our guest today is Mark James, the author of the new book, Keys to the Sea squeat also the uh, founder of and president of Higher Consulting Services. So we just discussed kind of the ins and outs of why you need to prepare for an interview. Now we're going to provide you a roadmap of how to prepare for an interview. So let's uh, let's take it from how to best prepare to get hired, right? This is where you're an expert, so I'm going to lean on you on this one.
2: Well, if you don't know your greatest talents, your highest and best use, in other words, what do you do better? Well, let's, where do you start first? I mean, you got to get ready, and you got to know what your skills are. Sure. Yes. Okay. Ass- assess yourself or take – Take an assessment and understand what your drives, needs, and behaviors are.
1: So, understanding yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Socrates said it. The ultimate power is to know thyself.
1: And you're quoting Socrates? I love it. There you go.
2: (laughs) One of my (laughs) all-time heroes. I wish I knew him. (laughs) Yeah, you and I both. But, uh, you know, being ready and getting uh, to a point where you go in and you're confident enthusiastic and you walk away from an interview after you've done this and you say, I couldn't have done a better job. Yeah. And, and you now are leaving it up to the hiring authority to make that choice based on your best foot forward. And, you know, that's, that's how things happen. And then likability, you know, how well you get along and can I work with this person for the next, you know, two, three years and not hate it.
1: All right, so we're starting with a self-assessment. Yep. And then where do we go?
2: Well, you know, knowing your top eight stories and examples, we've talked about that a little bit. Uh, These are illustrated as bullets on your resume. Make sure you can tell each one of these in a very succinct way. Almost like when an interview question comes your way, you are like a human jukebox, and you're able to pull one of your stories out and answer it accordingly uh, directly towards the question. One of my favorite questions is, hey, uh, Rick, you're interviewing against three or four other people that are exactly like you. Same degree, same earnings, same background experience, same education. Why should we hire you over the other three candidates? I have better hair. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, this is this is a make-or-break type answer. Sure. And if you're good, and you know who you are, and you're confident, and you do it without, you know, a little too much ego on the shoulder, then you're going to be you're going to be perceived as someone who gets it, yeah. and it and, and is potentially valuable to the company.
1: Okay, so we're at self-assessment. Then you're kind of learning. I mean, you're reviewing how to present yourself. Right. What's next?
2: Actually. You know, it's, it's going to be a 50-50 conversation. You need to be prepared to talk about real questions that you have for the company. So, Researching knowing, the company. Knowing, knowing the company as well as you possibly can, asking questions about the future. Where are they going? Remember, yeah. you're a buyer, not a seller, and you want to know what, what's happening. Where What's the plans that are going to really help this company grow, and who else is on board uh, that's going to help that vision be achieved? And how can you help them get there? And and how can I, as a candidate uh, for this job, get you there and what my role would be? Right. Got it.
1: Yeah. All right. So you've researched the company, um, asking targeted questions, showcasing your accomplishments. Now what?
2: I mean, your final... Connecting uh, the dots? Well, you know, having a good, comfortable conversation, not easy to do. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of help people program themselves... By getting the right type of mindset, sure. And you know, going what in is as the a, right
1: type of mindset. Well,
2: you you want to know everything you can in a short period of time, and yeah. they want to know everything about you. in 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 a one hour interview, it's pretty difficult to do that. The more relaxed you can be, the more you know. There are a lot of nervous Neds and Nellies when they get into an interview. Oh yeah, so it's not a comfortable situation. You can get you can get judged improperly if you're nervous. You're unprepared. You don't have an answer that matches up with what the question is. And that can really reflect badly on you. Yet, yet, you could be the perfect candidate for the job, but you just weren't on your game that day. So,
1: but what's going to live you at that is going to be preparation. If Absolutely. you prepare, yep. you're going to get rid of some of those nerves. It's nerds. back to the old prep. Well, there you go. I have a great quote we're going to end this thing with. All right, so... Um, Looking at the company side, because this is this is the piece that I probably plan um, quite a bit. With, I, I've found that companies really don't take the time to prep people or be prepped for the people. So it's the company's responsibility, in my opinion, to both prep and be prepped. Right. Right. So they should be they should be helping the candidate to prep for the interview, especially in this environment. If you load them up with what's going to happen, who they're going to meet, um, and what kind of questions to expect. Right. You know, behavioral questions tend to be where a lot of companies are going. Hey, companies, I got a note for you. If you are asking the traditional questions like, where do you see yourself in five years? And maybe, um, what do you consider your strongest strengths and weaknesses? And uh, describe your work style. You're going to get canned answers. So you might want to consider, if you're not using behavioral questions, developing behavioral questions that are geared toward your company values.
2: Here's a great question. For a hiring manager, let's say that person is the COO, chief operating officer. They have to hire a, uh, uh, an operations manager. The question would be, from the hiring manager to the candidate, you're the COO and you have to hire an operations manager sure why would you hire you why would you hire you that should in ideal situation the candidate would know him or herself well enough to be able to use passion and conviction and say something like I would hire me because I believe I've got the right uh, education background and experience to come in learn the system learn the problems understand what works and what has been tried and what doesn't work, and be able to assess the whole plan in order to get to the point where we have objectives are met. And certainly this is the beginning of a conversation as to how companies uh, have done well in the past and how they've done poorly.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So being organized is a big part of this. Yes. Right? So making sure that you prepare your interview team. Yep. One of the things that I coach and and I bring into a lot of the companies we work with is we're gonna split up the interview process to where each person's gonna be responsible for asking predetermined questions. They're gonna be based upon different aspects of the company culture that are important, and they're also gonna bring to light the behaviors of that person and how well they perform in their current job and how that's transferable to their next job. Exactly. And I think that's something that's really, really important that people don't prepare about is, again, they wing it. Now we're at a situation where, hey, uh, Bob, can you go talk to this guy? We have him in the interview room. Um, Here's his resume. Right. So taking 10 to 15 minutes with your team and making sure they're prepared and they're organized and they understand what they should be asking, is both really impressive and necessary in this current job climate.
2: Right. The hiring process from every company from one to the next is always different. I always try to encourage any candidate ask what is the hiring process, what are the natural steps that you guys, you, the company takes in order to qualify and interview a candidate. Yeah. And, And it's a fair question to ask because now at least you know what the steps are and how well you're doing. Uh, based on you graduating to the next step, the next person that you'll be meeting, et cetera. But
1: the trick is, you know, really talking to the companies and trying to help them figure out how to refine their process. Right. Because most hiring processes are pretty just, again, haphazardly- Very generic. Yeah. yeah, they're they're based off of, hey, you know what, uh, they take their interview questions and their interview process back from when they were delivering pizzas back in, you know, in college, yeah. right? That interview was based around, hey, do you have a car? Uh, what skills do you bring to the table? No matter what kind of role you're interviewing for, you, you you need to have something that takes people out of those pre-planned answers.
2: Right. The The linear job description that was created 10 years ago is not really what... You should oh. base your interviews on no, not at all. It, it should be on real chores, real objectives, real goals, and and that's the kind of questions that behavioral style questions should be able to uncover in the ideal candidate. If the candidate is prepared, they should be able to say, "I was faced with that exact type of problem in the past. May I give you an, may I give you an example or a suggestion as to how I would go about." Handling this particular task, should I be given this opportunity?
1: There you go. All
2: right, so let's let's just kind of give a little
1: quick wrap up on the um, candidate side. Prepare. Like, what are the steps you recommend to a candidate to prepare for an interview?
2: Right. I mean, obviously, getting ready, executing, uh, asking good questions, being ready to to answer all kinds of situational questions that are coming your way, because you are uh you're very knowledgeable about who your strengths your highest and best use, and you're ready to ask the critical question to get them talking to them being the hiring manager about real tasks, real goals, and objectives
1: okay so self assessment knowing thyself right researching the company absolutely, and presenting yourself well
2: yeah. I, I, I mentioned earlier I had one question that you could ask as a candidate to the right. hiring manager. Drop it. Yep. Let's hear it. Here it is. So right before the end of the interview, the mm. uh, the hiring manager typically says, do you have any more questions before we finish up? You always say, yes, I have another question. Do not say no. You've answered all my questions. Repeat. Do not say no. Yeah. Say, first of all, preface saying, I want to thank you for your time. I've learned a lot about you and the company. My question is, do you have any concerns about my abilities to perform this job extremely well? Ooh, boom. I have a different way of
1: asking that, the same question, yeah. which is, is there any is there any reason why you wouldn't hire
2: me for this role? Wow, it's a lot more direct. I like it. Totally bold. Yeah, totally but, bold.
1: But, hey, look at it. it. It breaks you out. And on the flip side, yeah. ask the candidate, is
2: there any reason why you
1: wouldn't accept a position with us right
2: now? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're in a business to get... Agreement, is, yeah. it, is it, And that's all we do. Yeah. I mean, every day we're trying to come to an agreement and and help one another and and be profitable and grow. Yeah, absolutely. All right. On the company side,
1: schedule time to prep. Yep. Prepare your team and yourself. Um, review your assessment notes. Like review your LinkedIn profiles. Review everything that you've come, all the data that you've gotten. Don't ask questions about salary and simple questions that should evolve. Have a
2: uniform group of questions that everybody will understand and ask with every candidate. Yep, and process.
1: Performance metrics. Be able to explain in detail out what your expectations are in that interview process for that person to be successful in that role. Having that plan. And then a key thing that I see we miss a lot on is connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. Right? So you have this great interaction. Make sure that that person, both the candidate and the employer, know this is how I connect. You know, they may not see it, mm-hmm. but it's your job as the interviewer, it's your job as the interviewee to make sure that you're connecting the dots for the other person. Absolutely. And then give feedback. Give and get feedback, which is like what that last question is designed to do.
2: Yeah. I mean, it is kind of a setup question because you could get one of two answers. One answer could be, you know, Mark or Rick. I I really like you as a candidate. We think you're you're, you're going to be uh, a possibly very good contributor to our group. Yeah. Okay. And you say, great. Where do we go from here? Or the other side of that question answer could be, we do I'm have. A, I've got a concern, and you've got, and they tell you what that concern is. You have one more chance now to. Alleviate the concern before you walk out the door Absolutely, you should never let people leave with concerns That's exactly right
1: boom great way to end up the show so we're just about out of time mark thanks for your time investment today and and i want to welcome you to the higher power radio community now how do people reach you
2: higher consulting.com. Okay. h-i-r-e consulting.com
1: and how do they find
2: your book my book is on amazon it's uh... currently at ten dollars and ninety seven cents and uh... you can get, a it, get it kindle download for seven dollars and ninety seven cents but uh... Uh, I've got a, a, a lot of international uh, uh, people are picking it up over Sweet. in J- China, Japan, and UK.
1: Yeah, we have uh, international listeners now, too. It's that's, been fantastic. Yeah,
2: it's been doing really well. And uh, things are great. I, it's first book I ever wrote, and, and it's doing well, and I'm really proud of it. It's like having a baby. You
1: know? <laughs> awesome. All right, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts. Woohoo! Our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Kim Iverson. Woohoo! Today's a woohoo day. If you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. Your, import, uh, your input is welcome and needed to improve the show content. Join our community at hire, that's H I R E P O W E R R A D I O dot com, or subscribe to Higher Power Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, YouTube and really every other podcast channel out there. You can follow us on LinkedIn or Facebook at Higher Power Radio Show, or you can follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, at uh, RickGirard1. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Meredith Fish. She's the Director of Talent Management for AlterX. Really excited to have her. She's awesome. So I want to end this one with a quote since we're talking about preparation. I'm going to let you guess this one again too, Mark. I want... um, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win.
2: I'm drawing a blank. Zig
1: Ziglar. Zig
0: Ziglar, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio
0: Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.